Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors is sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at Intervine.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. My name is Tony Colombo in studio this week with producer Carl Middleman. Hi. How are you? I'm well. I haven't done this for a long time. I know. Carl is filling in for Chad, who is taking a little time off. Well-deserved little break for Chad, uh, who will be back next week. But Carl joins us this week, and we appreciate your help, my friend. I'm glad to be here. And we have got a packed show. We've got a packed show. We've got a packed podcast exclusive for you this week. Uh, In one moment, we're going to talk to Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. That's how we start every show, of course. We are also going to talk to the guys from Osage County Guns this week. We are also going to talk to our friend Tim Shelsvik, the thinking woodsman from Drury Outdoors. And this week in the podcast exclusive, we are going to talk to professional fisherman Mike Marfell. Uh, we're going to talk about fishing, of course, with Mike, but there was also uh, some news of the Lake of the Ozarks that uh, had tragic news that had a St. Louis connection. And Mike has a lot of experience, a lot of friends, and has spent a lot of time, as have I, uh, boating and fishing on the Lake of the Ozarks. So we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about that tragedy, and we're going to talk a little bit about boating and you know the things you should and shouldn't do when you're out on the water. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Carl is don't drive is, yeah, drunk. Do not do it's not drink. Like, that's do not drink thing. and drive. Do not drink and boat. It uh, never ends well. So um, we'll talk about that, and uh, but we'll also just talk about fishing too because that's always a good time. Um, I kind of want to get straight into that picture, Bo, but um, we'll say we'll save it for a little bit. We'll save it for a little bit later on. Can can you post that picture somewhere that people can see it? So uh, uh, we can tell people to go look at it, and then yeah, we can talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a record carp, and uh, of course you don't believe it, uh, and I don't know why you don't believe I it. I don't not believe it. I just yeah, you know, think... no, you said. You know, let me let me go to your text. Uh, you said, said it's that's either... either fake or genetically enhanced. Yeah. And when I brought that up about the monster catfish uh, that was caught uh, in the Mississippi, that because my, my first my first impression was the same as yours. Yeah. I thought Photoshop. It's right. got to be Photoshopped. But well, that, but that, a... the fish that we talked about in the in the Mississippi a few weeks ago, Wade Kaminsky, who we had on the show, that picture, that that fish was like proportionally correct. It was just huge. That carp is looks like a fat cat. <laughs> beyond <laughs> not a catfish either. <laughs> beyond a fat cat, like it is, and like I said, maybe it's maybe it's a real fish, but I. I just feel like there's probably some there's there's got to be a uh it was unnatural in reason that it's it that was, it was fat. caught in Britain the British record carp well you wanted to wait on this didn't you yes in the <laughs> meantime let me I'm gonna share it I'm gonna share it in the yeah. meantime Where on my Facebook go page okay go to Bo Matthews uh, Facebook page yeah Bo B O M A T T H E W S and I'm gonna put real or not yes and we'll pick up this conversation. A little bit later on, after people get a chance to go to Bo Matthews' Facebook page and take a look at this carp and tell me if you agree with me that it looks either fake 
or genetically enhanced. Right okay, now, we'll, we'll go there. Yes, absolutely. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Right now, let's get Aaron on the phone. Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Always great to talk with you, my friend. How are you? Good, Tony. How are you? Cannot complain, sir. Another uh, crazy week here in the world. Um, what's the latest? Not just at Southern Armory, but um, in the uh, in the law enforcement industry, or, in that, or I'm sorry, the the, uh, the the gun industry right now, the firearm industry. Um, is it still the same? Is it uh, business as usual for 2020? The same rush that we've been talking about for months now. The, the same rush that we've been talking about for months. And I just saw an article um, that proclaims that ammunition is, uh, for the foreseeable future, going to be an extremely short supply. Wow. And why is that? Uh, everybody's just buying it up. So uh, we've got a local manufacturer we coordinate um, purchasing uh, ammunition through, and He's at the point where he's like, I cannot get small pistol primers. Your small pistol primers are your 380 and your nines. Um, your 45 uses a large, but there are a few cases out there that that'll use that small. See, so when you're reloading 45, you got to be careful. You don't try to put the large in a small hole or it'll go off. But, um, but yeah. So you know, you're you're looking at shortages there. I've, I've seen the article also mentioned that there would. Uh, these shortages in rifle ammunition as well. Mm. So it's just a continued it's just continued pressure on the industry that is causing this to happen. In does it? So these guys they've just never had a chance to catch up. Is that it? I mean they've just never had a chance to uh, rebuild the stockpiles and. Because it feels like it's we've had some ebbs and flows, and it seemed like much like with toilet paper and paper towels and hand sanitizer and all that stuff, wipes that the that guns and ammo were starting to, you know, be available. Maybe not in large quantities, but be available. But um, I guess that just it's just sustained pressure that has caused this to happen. Yeah, that exactly what it is. You know. Under Trump, the industry started kind of ramping down, and that was kind of expected. People don't buy guns when there's a Republican uh, president. Right. And so with that being said, uh, the, the industry wasn't really prepared for the shock that happened when COVID hit and the civil unrest hit. So now that we're also in an election year— all this stuff is going to be, um, well, uh, in very high demand. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. What's your biggest? What's your biggest fear? Like, what? What? What is a real concern if there's a Democrat in the White House or public opinion changes to the point where we see lawmakers start to really crack down? on the gun industry like what are some what are some like realistic things that you could see um uh uh, lawmakers try to do to the to our second amendment rights and like just for the i want you to tell us so we know what to keep our eyes open for and what to you know be ready to fight against in case that were to happen well i i think the big thing is ammunition 
Um, they're they're going to put they're going to push they're always pushing for a few things. Uh, ammunition background checks are a big one, and we've seen states institute that. We've seen red flag laws. Mm-hmm. We also see a body armor uh, ban every year come up and get pushed into Congress. So th- those are the the big three. Um, they always introduce an assault weapons ban. Now whether this stuff goes anywhere, you know, who really knows? Um, so with that being said, um, you know, just kind of pay attention to the Southern Armory Facebook and, you know, keep an eye out because we're going to share these things, especially if they start to gain traction as far as the local level, like the state level, not too concerned with, um, any anti-gun bills per se coming out. Hey, Aaron, I got a question for you. I was at a gun store and I was uh, shopping around and uh, I was looking at one specific gun, and, and the uh, the owner of the store said, or actually, no, he wasn't the owner. It was the salesman. He goes, hey, you might want to make sure that we've got the ammo in stock before you pull the trigger, pun intended, for uh, purchasing that firearm. Have you had that experience? Like somebody's looking at something on your wall or in yeah. your case, and they're like, uh, yeah, this is the one I want, and you've had the opportunity, or you had to have the opportunity to tell them, uh, we don't have ammo for that. So I, actually, we're, we're pretty fortunate. We've been getting ammunition. We just haven't been getting in in any uh, quantity. And when I say quantity, you know, we're we're talking, you know, when we used to buy, let's say, 9mm, we would get three cases for a week. The COVID started in the civil unrest. We all said we were going through six to seven cases a week. And now all of a sudden we might be able to get in a couple cases a week again. So ammo for us is in high demand, and we've been turning it over. Uh, example, we sold an entire case of 556223 in about 30 minutes, and we were just limiting a couple boxes per customer, and it went that quick. Wow. Yeah. And does the does that drive the price up? I mean, you know, uh, demand? Yeah. So the wholesalers are definitely jumping on board with charging more for firearms, charging more for ammunition, uh, kind of even right down the line. Uh, everything's going up. So when you look at uh, some of these online retailers, you know, you're going to see them charging, you know, 70 and 80 cents around for nine millimeter when it used to be never that high. Right. Yeah. Aaron, you just mentioned limitations, um, purchasing limitations. Uh, is that something that you're doing at Southern Armory to keep in, you know, to make sure that one person doesn't come in and clean you out of all your your ammunition or whatever, maybe a certain firearm? Or are there industry-wide guidelines that are in place that, you know, that you're only allowed to buy X amount of boxes of ammo no matter where you go? No, so it's it's really a true capitalist market. We can buy as, as much as we can get a hold of. The problem is, is the bottleneck for the customer. We'll, we'll literally have customers come in and and try to buy it all. We've, we've seen this before with like 22 long rifle and things like that. And so we were, we used to do gun shows all the time, um, in the Obama era. And I ended up getting a, a pallet of 22 long rifle, um, like actual bricks. And we were charging, I think 30 or $35 for the brick and customers are coming up and go, why is this so cheap? Cause they have been conditioned through online sales that this was an 80, $90, hundred dollar, brick of ammunition and even at the gun show they were 60 and 70 bucks or more so we had somebody come up and want to buy everything we had 
And then they, hmm. they wanted a discount because they were going to buy everything. I just started laughing at him. I said, we're doing two bricks per customer. And he goes, well, I'm a dealer, not a customer. And I'm like, I know what you're going to do. You know, you're going to, you're going to go over here. You're going to buy it all up and then you're going to walk over to your table and mark it up. Hmm. And, uh, so I was like, there's no breaks. You know, it's, it is what it is for price. So he had, he bought it is, uh, a couple of the people that were with him bought them and then they walked over and they literally doubled the price on them and people were literally buying that brick of ammo and then walking by and seeing that we had a ton of it for half the price they were getting angry i said well where do you think the guy bought it from Hmm. let's be let's be serious so we have to institute this um you know two box per customer otherwise the profiteers uh people that you know are, are going to artificially inflate the price of ammunition on your different websites um, that are, you know, like bid website, auction websites, and on these gun groups on, you know, you name your social media platform, they're going to increase that price artificially. And somebody's not going to know they can walk into Southern Army and buy it for mm-hmm. five bucks less, ten bucks less, or half price. That is, yeah, that's uh, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, before we let you go, for people that haven't been out to the store, want to learn more, where can they find you? Where can they learn more? All that good stuff. Yeah, we'd love to have you come out and visit us. Uh, we've got ammo. We've got guns rolling in. Uh, now that we've we've adjusted how we're getting our supply, and you can locate us at 9901 Watson Road. We're one mile east to 270 and 44, and southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Man, Carl knew to be there. That's pretty impressive. I have a memory. Yeah, go ahead. Get on the socials. You can find us at Southern Armory. You can find us at Second Amendment News Podcast. And then we've got another shipment of AR-15s coming in. And uh, so we're we're expecting those um, to be here, you know, early next week, if not already by the time you're, you're hearing this. So you can call the shop at 314-965-GUNS. That's 965-4867. And talk to Jessica and uh, get yourself uh, uh, AR-15. These are the same ones we've had. Good build quality and all American-made parts. So that's even even better. Great stuff. Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory. Great to talk with you, my friend. We'll talk to you back here same time next week. Talk to you next week. You Bye. Bet. Looking forward to it. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk to our friends from Osage County Guns. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. You didn't think I'd do it, did you? <laughs> boom, boom into my heart. Thank you so Power much suggestion. for joining us today. That's exactly right. 
Tony Colombo here with uh, Carl Middleman, who is filling in for Chad this week, helping us produce, and of course, my partner, Bo Matthews, alongside as well. Um, I mentioned in the last segment, we are going to talk a little bit of fishing and a little bit about the Lake of the Ozarks and our podcast exclusive this week. We release two podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors each and every week. Uh, you can get the show podcast on Fridays, so you can actually download the show and take it with you before it even airs on the weekend. And then we release the podcast exclusive on Mondays, which is a little bonus talk, a little extra discussion. And this week, joining us in that podcast exclusive discussion is going to be professional fisherman Mike Marfell. And we're going to talk about fishing, and we're going to talk about the Lake of the Ozarks. We're going to talk about that tragic boat accident uh, that was in the news earlier this week. So uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about boating and boat safety and all the things you should be doing and observing and you know when you're out on the water fishing or boating uh not just the lake of the ozarks but anywhere and anytime we're talking about fishing here on second amendment radio it's brought to you by bluff city outdoors of course right over there in alton illinois on the banks of the mississippi river they specialize in big catfish gear rods reels hook weights but they also carry a huge selection of crappie and bass lures and all your spoonbill snagging needs and just about anything else you need to go fishing they have you covered over there at Bluff Cities. You can check them out at 2813 East Broadway in Alton, just about a mile away from Fast Eddie's, or just go to bluffcityoutdoors.com. Now, joining us on the line, as I mentioned in that last segment, our friends from Osage County Guns, John Dawson and Jake Fair. How's it going, fellas? Hello, doing well. Good, good, good. We were just talking <laughs> in that last segment about um, the continued pressure on uh on gun sales and ammunition sales um what are you guys experiencing out there at osage when it comes to uh keeping uh particularly ammo in stock uh it's hard uh right now (laughs) so the uh everything is is it a trickle um and you know it we're in a scenario where if we want to do the right thing it doesn't exist because we we can either say hey buy as much as you want and we're out in a day or limit right. boxes per customer so that we at least have 24 48 hours worth of ammo so that's exactly what we were talking about in the last segment and i'm a little surprised that there's not sort of an industry wide um accepted limitation like when we were going through the paper the toilet paper paper towel things Every store I went into, I, I don't know if it, this was guidelines that were set forth, set forth by some higher power or if it was just all businesses came together and basically said, you know, no more than two items. That was the number I saw on, on everything when it came to paper towels and toilet paper. No more than two items per customer. I'm a little surprised that there hasn't been some agreement on some just like uniform limitations but you guys it, like you just said you Jake you could sell it to everybody you could sell all your ammo to one person if you wanted to but that's not something that you want to do correct i mean we we obviously want to continue to be able to serve as many customers as possible and you know sometimes you're you get yelled at for trying to help everybody cuz the guy just wants to buy as much as he wants right. and then at the same time uh you get yelled at for limiting a guy just to two boxes uh, a day so you know, for us, it's, hey, we're trying to satisfy as many customers as possible. And 
keep ammo in as long as we can. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 hard and certain calibers right now are hard and sparse to find. So I think it's more comparable to like Clorox wipes because you <laughs> don't find Clorox wipes anywhere. Every time I go nope. to the store, I look and there's there's none. Uh, you can find hand sanitizer, but yeah, you know, people have ramped up and companies have shifted production into sanitizer from alcohol, you know, whatever else. But you don't see that. You, you don't see people just manufacturing ammo the same way. So right. uh, the shortage is much more more like the, the Clorox wipes than anything else. It is. You know, hey, you're guys. so right. The Clorox wipes are the one thing, the one thing that has not yep. come back yet in any fashion. And you look and you look. And I look and I look and I look <laughs> because I'm a big Clorox wipes person. Um, but, yeah, that's the one thing that is still just gone. So that's a good point. Uh, go ahead, Bo. Yeah, is all ammo made in America, or is it made around the world, made in China? Where, where is uh, the ammo that Americans buy here at your store and other gun stores? Where, where is it made? It is made everywhere. So there are several manufacturers here in the United States that Good. are very popular that we utilize, but there are also a lot of manufacturers overseas that we import. Um, Countries like what? What's that? Countries like what? What, what countries? Um, so the Czech Republic, uh, Turkey, Russia. Um, we wow. have Italy, uh, also in Mexico. They'll have several plants. They'll be based out of Italy, but they'll also have a plant in Mexico. And then there also is a, you know, a third plant in the U.S., um, even though it's a European company. So um, there, there are several all over the world. Uh, and we import a lot of ammo, but we also manufacture a lot of ammo here. Um, the problem is you start running into shortages in components to make the ammunition. Raw materials. Uh, yeah, your raw mm -hmm. material as far as lead, uh, copper, brass, um, and those components dry up pretty quick, then everybody's in a shortage, uh, and you have to change your machinery to different calibers. So there, there's a whole host of things that go on, and when right. you sell out a, a year's worth of forecasted material in two months, it's hard to rebound, and it's going to take time. Um, I'm going to use that word forecast uh, in this question. Do you guys have a forecasted idea of when things might go back to quote-unquote normal? Is it going to be the election? Is it going to be the vaccine? Is it going to be, you know, what, what, when do you think this, this might, this, this rush think, might end? Yeah, I think, I think that we and all of our vendors are, are all anticipating this to carry through the new year, uh, mm. potentially potentially through the spring. Um, we are, you know, attempting to do our best in, in the planning, but you reach a point where uh, you can, you can place only so many orders. And we had this discussion this morning, um, you know, you, you place what you absolutely want to receive and what you think you can, can handle and turn and, and what you can afford. Um, but it reaches a point to where, you know, our ability to sell exceeds the realistic uh, allocation that we'll receive. So uh, at the end of the day, we can we can sell far more than than we expect that we'll receive. Um, so we're, we're kind of planning, you know, a six or eight month window and and writing orders pretty heavily to cover us through that that span. But what you basically can expect, I think, and again, same conversation we had this this morning, um, the, the election will be kind of the, the toss up. So if Trump's reelected, you would potentially still see a, a surge or a continuance of the current demand if coronavirus is still, you know, at this at this kind of problematic state. And then if you should have Trump lose and Biden is elected, um, you're 
you're essentially going to be in a situation that we've never seen, even with Sandy Hook. I think um, I think it'll be worse than Obama's initial election. I think it'll be worse than Sandy Hook. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of gun stores are going to be playing retirement. Um, wow. So it'll. It, That's a statement. It, mm. uh, so it'll be um, yeah. and you've got to. You know, you got to remember with with Trump, you're going to have more stability in the industry because uh, of the Supreme Court and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's, you know, not in great health. Um, you know, it might be lucky for her to make it you know, to the election with with the way her health has declined. She, you know, presumably she'll survive through the election, but I would assume retire afterwards. Um, and at that point, you know, if, if it's Trump, you're going to have civil unrest because they're not going to like his ability to seat another justice and turn the, you know, completely turn the, the balance of the court. Um, if it is Biden, then they reinforce that seat for another 20 or 30 years. Yeah. So, so no back to the, uh, back to the ammo. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just said uh, the, uh, the answer, the short answer was there's no end in sight. That's what I, that's <laughs> what I yeah. hear. Go yeah. ahead, Bo. <laughs> Yeah, uh, back to the uh, back to the ammo thing. Is it literally the demand is bigger than the supply, or are the ammo manufacturers slowing down, limited shifts because of coronavirus, limited staffs? Do you do you know? I mean, and uh, doesn't it, really it matter. We're just short. It is literally demand is over the ability to manufacture. Uh, they, okay, so they're still the manufacturing. Yeah, manufacturers have actually added extra shifts and more people to try to facilitate making more to try to you know, facilitate the demand, but they can't keep up. And they've also right. increased, they've increased their prices to cover the mm -hmm. increase of raw materials and additional labor for extra staffing and overtime. So the cost of ammo has increased. Uh, and, and, you know, something to message to consumers is that when you're out shopping and you see ammo is 10 or 15% higher than it was back in the spring or last year, that's not the dealer necessarily making that extra buck. His cost has gone up. And, you know, in our case, um, our cost has increased at a higher percentage than our markup. So we're actually making a smaller margin trying to hold the prices down and keep that ammo at a reasonable price point. Talking to the guys from Osage County Guns out there in Wright City. And, Bo, you and I off the air, switch up the topics here a little bit. Off the air, we're talking about laser sights, and I know you had a question for the guys. Go ahead. Yeah, I, there's so many out there, uh, the laser gun sighting gadgets that are, you know, for sale. And I'm sure that, you know, th that there's ones that you want to stay away from. D number one, do you guys sell them? And number two, do you have a recommendation uh, if you if you like that, uh, that gadget for your for your weapon? Yeah, I, you know, laser sights, flashlights, all that kind of the accessories for firearms, they can be extremely useful. Um, and, you know, I would never deter anybody from getting them. Um, there, there are good manufacturers and vendors. There are knockoffs and cheap copies that you could buy on Amazon from overseas that won't quite live up. They'll short out from the recoil of the firearm. Uh, if you stay with a good noted brand, uh, Surefire, Streamlight, Crimson, uh, Crimson Trace, uh, you know, okay. some of those guys, those are all good brands. You're, you're going to, you get what you pay for. I'll put it that way. Very okay. Yeah. <laughs> like in drones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when we're talking about all this, uh, these accessories and this technology, the advancements that are being made in the gun industry, um, is there anything out there like uh, cool? Uh, it, it, it could be an accessory or item, you know, standalone item. Is there is there anything that you guys are really interested in right now? Really fascinated by some of the advancements that are being made in the in the industry? 
not really. I mean, it, it depends on what side of the business. I'm a I'm a caliber geek, and I like yeah. out cartridges. Uh, and Hornady came out with a new one that you know for me is going to be super fun to play with uh, when I can get my hands on the rest of the stuff to build the gun with. But um, uh, so I you know I like new calibers and I, I like that kind of new stuff. As far as accessories overall, there's been kind of a holdback on new uh, just because everybody's trying to keep up with what's there. Um, but I would say that in suppressors, uh, there's been some really cool advancements in suppressors and materials and how they're making them, um, which is, which is pretty neat where, you know, suppressor sales are still super high. So, um, and, and selling well, um, other outside of those two, for me, everything is kind of status quo. Uh, and it's really just trying to get back to the basics on, stocking what they've made and what's mm-hmm. turning because right now it's inventory in, in all aspects is just low and slow <laughs> and before we let you go what's happening out there at osage county as far as um are you are you back to regular store hours what's yep. what is the inventory like in in the store right now just update us yeah. on what's happening out there at the shop Yes, so uh, we are back to our, our kind of our new regular hours. So that's Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5. Um, those are posted on our website, and you can also get those hours from Google. Um, you know, the, the store, I was out in the retail side yesterday just t- taking a little a little casual walk through. And it is looking a little more sparse than normal. There are a lot of gaps in the cases where you know, nearly whole brands worth of firearms are sold out. Um, and it's not ideal because we have so much space that, that when you have those gaps, it, it looks empty. There's still actually a ton of firearms. We have 1,700 firearms still in stock. Um, but, hmm. you know, it's, it's thinned out from, you know, we, we were looking at four to 5,000 firearms a year ago uh, in inventory. Um, wow. And the problem, what we have is that this stuff is selling so quickly that we get a shipment of five or 10 or 15 of a, of a single skew or model. Um, we, we get them in, we, you know, haul them out to retail and in two or three hours, we've sold two thirds of those on, on our website. Um, so we have started actually holding back inventory just for the retail store. So there are certain models that the website will now show us out of stock, but they're actually available in the store. Mm. Uh, just because we want, we want to have some, some inventory for our local customers. Gotcha. So going to OsageCountyGuns.com uh, is a great way to see what's uh, what you guys have and, and learn about the store. But if you really want to see everything and get an idea of everything that is available, you need to get out to Wright City and you need to check out the yep. store in person. Yep, exactly. Good stuff. All right. That and don't is, feel apologetic okay, about not having a full inventory, guys. You are arming Americans, and thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing this. And what'd you say? Still seventeen hundred firearms in stock. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like it's is not that all. <laughs> it's not five thousand like you're used to, but that's still. Uh, I I don't know anywhere else that has that kind of selection at this point. So. <laughs> It's all about Osage County Guns. Thank you guys so much for uh, for joining us today, for everything you do for the show. We'll talk to you guys real soon. Thanks, guys. Stay Thanks. safe. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. All right. That is John Dawson and Jake Fair from Osage County Guns. Check them out, osagecountyguns.com. All right. We need to take another quick break. When we get back, we are going to go to the great outdoors. Talk to our buddy Tim Shelsvik on Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors.
Do you go to Chad Ellis School of Bumper Music? Yep. It sounds like it. Welcome Chad Ellis back. Jr. Yes, that is correct. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here. We're mentioning Chad Ellis, our producer. He is out this week. Carl Middleman filling in. Of course, Hello. Bo Matthews, my co-host is alongside as well and in just a moment we're going to talk to our buddy the thinking woodsman tim shelsvik from drury outdoors you heard me just talking about this week's podcast exclusive we are going to be talking about fishing with mike marfell don't forget about our podcast two a week that we release on the radio.com app we release them you can get them pretty much anywhere you get podcasts but i always recommend the radio.com app because it's basically one-stop shopping for the whole radio station you download the app you favorite the radio station then you can stream the station 24 7 you can rewind live radio and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station and it's all absolutely free let's go ahead and talk to tim shelsvik and anytime we're talking about tim shelsvik we're talking about the great outdoors and anytime we talk about the great outdoors it's brought to you by Razorback Armory, of course. Razorback Armory is a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. They're on Manchester Road in De Pere, a half mile east of 270. Tell them both that you get them online at RazorbackArmory.com. Tim Shelsvik, the Thinking Woodsman and uh, the co-host of the 100% Wild podcast there at Drury Outdoors. What's happening, my friend? I'm 50% of the wild, boys. 50% <laughs> of the wild. That is right. Um, so it's kind of, we we're just talking off the air, and, and, you know, it's kind of a slow time when it comes to hunting. I don't know if it's a, what's, what has it been, uh, what, the world, the, the state of the world, what has its effect been on camping and hiking and people just going out and enjoying the great outdoors? Has his, has, 2020 had a positive or a negative effect on not necessarily hunting, but just people, you know, going camping and being outside. Yeah, just anecdotally, I, I would say that more people are spending more time with their family going out. I've had friends that are organizing camping trips with their families this year, and more people are working from home. So it allows for a little more flexibility, like do a long weekend and just log in remotely and get some stuff done while you're out and about. So I, I would wager to guess that more people are getting outdoors than ever. And, and, and we know definitively that there were more turkey hunters this past spring than there have been in a long time, just due to license sales. So if that's any indicator, I think more people are spending more time outdoors, which is ultimately a good thing. And it is, it's a slow time right now as far as hunting is concerned, but there are some exciting things happening a little bit later on this year um, here in the state of Missouri when it comes to the hunting industry. And we talked a lot about this last year, and now it's, it's becoming a reality for the first time um, in a long time. There's going to be an elk season in the state of Missouri. Is, is that correct? And if so, what are the details? Yeah, uh, there were uh, just a handful of people that were fortunate enough to win a draw for uh, for that that first modern elk season that runs from October 17th to October 25th for the archery portion and then December 12th through the 20th for the firearms portion. I think there were like 10 uh, total tags awarded. A bunch of people submitted and it was a $10 fee, a non-refundable fee to submit uh, to have your name in the drawing for that. So there's a lot of money right off the bat raised for conservation in the state, which is awesome. Uh, But uh, yeah, very few people will be elk hunting this 
this year it's kind of uh it's like the golden ticket getting yeah. that and uh and, and the guys that got it i'm sure are just over the moon and we'll see just how successful they are i mean there are some really really great uh really great bulls in in the herd i know and so if someone kills a good bull elk it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be a really nice one that's pretty cool uh did you did you submit and did Heck you yeah. did you do you know any do you personally know anybody that 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 won that got no, one? No, I, I I don't. But the MDC did publish names of people, so which which is kind of weird. Like I I you know if it were me, I think I might want to keep that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, mm-hmm. Private. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, they they did release names. Unfortunately, I I don't know any of the people, and I, I wasn't one of them. But they'll do the same thing next year. And, and my guess is that they'll continue to kind of widen the net of people that, uh, that actually get the tag. So more, uh, more opportunities will abound, but it's still very early. The The season is in its infancy. And so they're going to watch it and monitor to make sure that herd stays around the just right level. Bo, why don't you see if and you can to, go ahead. I, I was going to say, why don't you no, see no. if you can buy one of those elk tags <laughs> off of one of those guys, Bo? <laughs> well, no, that's that's exactly where I was going to go with yeah. this. Is it like concert tickets of yesteryear when we used to go to concerts? I mean, can you get a tag and can you sell it for a premium or are they non-transferable? Uh, you can't. They're, they're tied to your conservation ID uh, number. And so uh, whoever won the draw is the person that has the ability to buy the tag. Yeah, because I gotcha, wonder if okay. anybody. I wonder if that. I mean, I, that's got to be something that people would take advantage if they yeah. uh, oh, if they could. You know it. Submit yeah, it, try and, to buy it, and, and then and sell and it. Part, part of the mission of the MDC is to avoid the monetization of our natural resources like deer and turkey and yeah. and elk. We do, we we don't want to go down that road. That 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 kind of that takes the ability to hunt out of the hands of most people and it becomes an elitist type of thing if 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 you could sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah. A few minutes you know, left t- here. Concert yes, tickets should be the same way. Mm-hmm. Concert tickets, yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, they, I, it yeah. should be tied yeah. to your social security number or whatever. <laughs> uh be, because there's been too many gazillion dollars made uh from from ticket scalpers. Um what was mm-hmm. that guy's name? Uh there, do, do you know any ticket scalpers, Tony? I'm Stub sure you up. do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about Name people. Yeah, no. Seat geek. Yeah. No, I I don't know any no, I don't know any names of people in particular, but you know, you, all you have to do is go outside any venue during, before any sporting event or concert <laughs> right. and you see them everywhere. No, there was a guy. He he used to come up to me at the con- country concerts all the time. What was his name? Mushy uh-huh. Mushy, the ticket. I got your tickets. I got your tickets. <laughs> anyway, no one would have guessed that. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Mushy I would have never guessed. My I would have oh never, never guessed yeah. Mushy or Mookie. It was Mookie. I would it never guess Mookie sure. either. Sure. <laughs> uh, hey Tim, while well, we got a few minutes left here, um, we talked about elk season, but there was also rumor last year of uh, Missouri uh, putting in a bear season. Is that still something that is being discussed by the MDC? Yeah, I, I think it would be a fall 2021 yeah. season, wow. but there's still not a whole lot of details out for that. Gotcha. And even though it's a slow time for hunting, that doesn't mean that the hunters have nothing to do. This is kind of the uh, time of year where you're you're stocking up, you're getting all your gear ready, you're maybe prepping areas. Um, what is it? Uh, what is it that the hunters are all uh, focused on right now? And what can they do? Where? How can they use your podcast or any of the services there at Dury Outdoors to help uh, get ready for this season? 
Sure. Well, small game hunters can, you know, they can chase squirrels right now, this time of year in Missouri, not in Illinois. Uh, but on the Missouri side, squirrels are open. Um, but yeah, uh, bow hunting for whitetails opens up on September 15th. And that's when most of the hunting world is kind of anxiously awaiting for. Yeah. So those of us that do that, we're hanging stands, we're putting in food plots, we're running trail cameras to see what's out there and where we need to put those stands and, you know, doing some scouting. I drove out last night with the kids and we were driving around looking at deer and glass and fields and just kind of seeing what uh what could be on on the list for uh for shooting this uh this september so it's all about prep at this point and, and you know guys are shooting their bows and getting dialed in and buying any kind of last minute equipment and just making sure everything is ready for that go time in september 15th because mm-hmm. there's a small window like guys that want to kill a velvet buck you know they shed they shed that that velvet right you know the first of september on to september 15th there's a real good chance that they're going to shed that velvet sometime in there go hard horned and their summer patterns change completely so those really good velvet bucks you were watching all summer and you thought i got this deer dead to rights come september 15th once they shed that velvet testosterone levels change they don't want a thing to do with the other bucks and they start to disperse in different ways their patterns change and suddenly they become much more difficult to intercept Mm. uh so uh, so th- that's kind of the, the challenge is you want to be ready on September 15th because if that deer is still in velvet or still maybe on a summer pattern, that's your very slim chance of killing him and potentially even killing him in velvet. Wow. And how can people listen to what you guys do there at Drury Outdoors? Uh, any place you get podcasts, just search for Drury Outdoors, 100% Wild Podcast will come up. And, uh, and you can also... Watch the show if you want to see our faces and see how handsome we are on the DeerCast app. <laughs> or just go to DeerCast.com. Great stuff, Tim Shelsvik. Thanks so much for your time, sir. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Take care, guys. All right. That is going to do it for this week's show. Make sure you download the podcast exclusive on Monday. We're going to have that fishing discussion with professional fisherman Mike Marfell. For producer Carl Middleman, who was filling in for Chad this week, and my partner, Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. This has been Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at Intervine.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.